Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Performing Capers podcast. Today, we have myself, Sarah, and Alex, who are two members of Team Shaper Caper. And we are going to be discussing today children's capers, which has been one of our really successful children's classes that we established since the beginning of lockdown. Alex has been delivering these sessions Monday to Friday for the past 16 weeks. It's been 16 weeks, hasn't it? I think this is the 16th week this week, yeah. So you've been going daily, non-stop, since literally day one of lockdown we started. How has that been? How has that challenge been for you? Boy, are my arms tired. Yeah, my goodness. It's when you really think that it's been 16 weeks, it's people are saying, oh, it's flown in. At the same time, it seems like it's dragged. It's quite difficult to remember what we were doing before all of this, if that makes sense, because Children's Capers has become so ingrained in our day-to-day workloads and particularly at the start of this project, we had said that this is essentially, this could be a full-time job and, and more on its own. So it's been really helpful to be able to split up the workload between kind of four out of five members of the team with all five members of the team giving feedback and discussing potentials for the for the following week but certainly it's very strange being on camera still I thought that's something I would get used to by now Hovney, because of the way that we set up and the kind of apps that we use I can't it's just over Facebook live so that it's accessible for everyone with social media and I can't see any participants at all I can see the comments that's been left after the live stream's finished and I can go back and have a look. But I have no idea if people are actually following along, if they're enjoying it, if they're commenting. I, I really don't know. The only piece of communication that I have is with our artistic director, Tommy, giving us a text message saying, OK, a bit more to the left, a bit more to the right, or in some extreme circumstances, OK, internet's cut out, can't hear you, you need to restart or something like that. So it's quite surreal to deliver in such character and deliver that level of performance pretty much every weekday and in some way or another whether it's via film or by or via live stream so it's it's definitely something I'm more comfortable with but it's still we, they need to start doing like a module in that I think now in, in, in college like how how do you teach and how do you perform digitally I think that's the way things are going anyway but I don't think there's any training that we could have done to really prepare ourselves in this way it has been learning quickly on the job and trying to take the feedback and apply it to the next day immediately so there's been very little room for you know oh yeah it's just an experiment and work it out it's like no it needs to be 10 out of 10 because we don't have two weeks to develop this it's a new thing every day I went on a bit of a ramble there, but yes, it's been very good, very rewarding. A lot of families are returning. We're getting the same families coming every day. A lot of them are some people that have been with us right from day one. They're still with us now 16 weeks later. And that is definitely encouraging to know, okay, we must be doing something right. They haven't they haven't left us for, for somebody else. I know that when you mentioned there about needing it to be almost 10 out of 10 straight away, yourself and I have been really fortunate that we have the team around us watching and giving us daily feedback on every single lesson. Because I know that the minute we come off the camera, the minute the live stream finishes, we're straight onto a team call, we're straight onto feedback, improving the next day, developing the next idea. So it's a constant change in the way we're working, but I think it's been really interesting and it's been really fun to do something so different. I totally agree with you. There needs to be a module in dance training about delivering a lesson to a camera, being able to use your voice over music and 
how you work the technology side of it because that was something that I was not comfortable with to begin with I don't know about you but I've kind of gotten used to it but still it's very bizarre not being able to see the participants on the screen or see what they're doing or are people following along am I going too fast or too slow so you're delivering this and constantly second guessing yourself and you're right it's only at the end of the episode you're able to watch back and go oh that was lovely or oh god I need to fix that for next time we've been really lucky as well to have almost 70,000 views in the past 16 weeks and that has been a massive spike in our audience numbers and people knowing who Shaper Caper are and that is purely just because of our reaction to being in lockdown when we started out it was literally just yourself in your living room with your camera but we've been really grateful to receive some funding from the National Emergencies Trust from Foundation Scotland and also from the Rank Foundation and of course all the participants that have donated to our charity as well and we've been able to improve our technology and what we can deliver every single day Maybe you could talk about the green screens that we now have and all the fancy lights that are sitting in our spare rooms. Yeah, at first when we had created this idea of children's capers, it was literally that we got the final decision that schools were shutting down on like a Thursday or something. It was Wednesday or Thursday. By that following Monday, we had this new project on the go, up and running. And we were able, thankfully, to get into our own storage unit gather lots of different props and some things we could use for settings so I could kind of do what I could in my living room. It still didn't look like a pirate ship or like a, or like an ice palace. It's still definitely a flat in Fife. With that couple of days, our artistic director Tommy again was having a look at different filters you could bring in over the top of the screen. So that's what we started with was some props and costume, delivering it in character and with a performance element to it because that's often what we do anyway as Shaper Keeper. That's always the performance element is the thing that drives it forward. And Tommy would bring in, for example, the first week was a pirate adventure going to a desert island. So he brought in waves that would come over the screen and a little pirate ship. We had also decided that we wanted to bring yourself, Sarah, in as another character. We were like, okay, well, how do we do that when there's like two totally different households an hour away, what we're supposed to do? So it started as just bringing Sarah in on Thursday, Fridays. And we tried to do it live together. So Sarah would be in her home and I would be in mine and we would try and sync up our movement. And I think that some of it did work really well, but it was it was difficult to match lighting and all that kind of stuff to make it look like a really clean image moving forward. Then we started moving on to intro outro videos so pre-recorded videos that we would do and send along to Tommy and he would add in all the filters and then slot them in either at the beginning middle or end of the episodes and we thought yes that's really good camera quality loving it perfect but then we realized again it's still in front of a magnolia wall or on top of an Ikea beige carpet it's it's still not really taking it to that place where we really wanted to be so we thought green screens potentially could take us there pre-green screen we had tried to pin these multicolored lights. I had a blue one, so I had a purple one. We would pin them up on the walls and try and do everything in front of them so that Tommy could use this as a makeshift green screen. But of course, lighting. Lighting's been the biggest issue for all of us and anyone who's been taking classes or doing classes at this time will understand because you just have to hit the sun at a wrong time or be in front of a window and you just totally lose everything. Having the proper professional green screen was the way forward. Came with lots of different lighting setups and we could twist them and tilt them. So now, whenever we do those little pre-recorded videos, 
we send him along to Tommy and he works his green screen magic, could not begin to tell you what he actually does or what software is. It just brings it to that other place. It takes it out of this as a digital dance class and actually it does take it more into that world that is a performance you're invited to join along with. And then from there, we now do full green screen episodes. So we do a mini one on a Thursday that's 12 to 15 minutes and then a maxi one on Fridays, which is 20 minutes long. So when you look at the first week, it was half an hour class every day with just some props and a couple of filters. And then now half of the week is a full green screen extravaganza. It's quite miraculous how far it's come in that 16 weeks because none of us are photography students. We're not experts in lighting or green screens or technology in any sort of way. So it has been trial and error a lot of error on my part, working out ways in which we can set up, is it landscape, is it portrait, all of these things all came into play and just learning off of one another, which has been super helpful. So I remember when we first started doing some pre-recorded films and when you were mentioning there about the lycras pinning up on the wall, I'm just going to talk you through my setup because I think it's amazing how easy I have it now, stick my phone on a tripod, put the tripod at the other end of the room and have the green screen set up. It's not easy. It takes time to set up, but it's a lot simpler. In my spare room, I've got a lovely magnolia wall, perfect for hanging up a purple lycra on. So that was pinned up and you have to stretch it so that there's no wrinkles. I then had to adjust the curtains in my spare room so that the light was only coming in from a tiny sliver far away so that you don't get that shadow that you were mentioning earlier. I then had my dining room chair on top of the bed and then I had books stacked on top of the chair so that I could tilt my phone at the proper angle and then I could press record. So it was like all of that had to happen before we could do anything and I couldn't even do any type of movement. That was literally me standing on the spot because I had such a limited window to move about in. So we're really lucky now that we do have that range of movement. The green screens are big enough, as big as our living room, to be honest, but as big as we can get them, that we do have some more movement now and we can deliver these full green screen lessons, which are just a treat. They're really, really beautiful to watch and to see how we've gotten there over 16 weeks. You're totally right. It is miraculous. We could have never predicted that this project would turn into what it did if we had spoken about it pre-lockdown. We chatted a couple of times about potentials for green screen and wouldn't that be fun? And it was always as if it was like five, ten years down the line. And then I think it was only a few months later, just from having that passing conversation, that it then became a reality. If you told us this time last year that we'd be doing full episodes online via green screen, I think there's a lot of things if you told us it was going to happen this time last year, we would have gone, I'm sorry, what? Seeing how that has morphed and changed. And I wanted to know as well, Sarah, I've been doing them every day. That's been my primary focus from lockdown. But being creative player and coordinator, your hands are in many pies. Wait, I probably shouldn't say that. You have got your... My hands in many pies? <laughs> I just don't know if I can say that. I'll do it again. Being creative learning coordinator, you have got your focus on lots of different things. How has that been to try and shift from setting up new classes and doing all of the things that you do? At the beginning, I found it difficult because I was trying to plan with the company. We're trying to fundraise trying to develop new projects so was definitely in more admin mode than performance and teaching mode but also saying that it's been really nice to randomly go okay this can be an alien okay next week i'm being a penguin oh now i'm being a hedgehog you know i could literally pick up and be a character for a day or two 
some of the face paints and some of the costumes that I've made out of literally what's in my wardrobe, I've surprised myself. I could go into fashion design now, I think. I'm kidding, I definitely won't. That's also what's resonated with people at home is that they know that we're working with our jumpers and our taxi bottoms and our furniture and we're doing what we can. So it brings that level of I'm on the same boat with you. Now that I'm doing them more, I say more, now that I'm more involved in the recording of the videos and being a second character in the lessons, it's quite fun and exciting. And it's nice to be able to dance a bit more in my own home and to perform. It's still terrifying doing it in front of a camera, but it's a nice holiday away from sitting at a laptop all day. I do enjoy it now more than I did at the beginning. <laughs> We've definitely found the groove now because we know that it's a product that people are loving and we know that it's something that people have returned to time and time again, which is fantastic. What we actually managed to do was, for instance, the, the spy week when we had Sarah being a super gran, we had said to people, if there's someone you've not seen in a while, this was like week six, I think, of lockdown, if there's someone that you've not seen in a while, maybe you can give them a call. I think we were able to find ways of helping people reach out to other family members and reach out to each other as part of the project as well, which I think was really nice to be able to do. And hopefully that's something that's helped people not only enjoy the sessions, but also gives them something else to focus on when it's been a tricky time for everyone, I think. Just to finish off then, Alex, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, what has been your favourite theme over the past 16 weeks? And two, maybe the same answer, what's been your favourite character? Oh, I think my favourite theme was week nine when we did fairy tale capers so that was when myself and Sarah were playing the three little pigs Sarah was being little twin pigs and I was a separate pig and I loved that theme because we were taking lots of different elements from Grimm's fairy tale so we had Rapunzel in there we had the big bad wolf of course we had little red riding hood we had Jack and the Beanstalk it was almost like scary movie or parody films and they take lots of different things and merge them together and it's just so funny and so absurd and I, I really enjoyed that week but I also really enjoyed that week because my character was one of the pigs that felt out of place and felt like they didn't really belong and the week was following their journey to try and find a new story for them to go into and then Sarah's character was just following me along and it was a focus on supporting one another and letting people find their own path and it was all very cute and it was all very lovely so I really enjoyed that one and my favourite characters as much as I love being a wee pig my favourite character had to be in the Hollywood week, which I believe was we 10, old 40s and 50s Hollywood. And I played Big Boss, braces on like a twiddly moustache. And then I also played Betty Caper, which was very much based on Bette Davis. And I was kind of like, oh, you know, how dare you out there in my trailer? And then I also played a little extra that was like one of the little rascals. And I loved all of those characters because, again, they were just so ridiculous. And I could really go to town with my accents, which we all know I love an accent. They were my favourite characters, but my favourite my favorite theme was the fairy tale one. And what about you, Sarah? I would have to agree with you about the fairy tale week. That was my favourite theme so far for exactly the same reason. Just the merging of all the fairy tales together was so much fun to do and interesting to see how we could weave all these storylines and entwine them all. Being a little piggy was dead cute as well. We got little piggy ears and a piggy snout in the post and that was just really fun to dress up like that. But my favourite character so far, oh it's got to be Granny. I just love playing a little old Irish Granny and everyone knows that when I try and make my Irish accent more Irish, it doesn't work. It ends up turning into some ridiculous morphed version of world accents 
I just really lean into what my granny is like and what all Irish grannies are like. And it's just been really fun getting to wear all my Aran jumpers in the sweltering heat while I'm filming in a dark room. So that's the thing. You've got to remember it's, it's summer, basically. <laughs> We've been in front of all these lights and wearing jumpers. It's been ridiculous. Well, thank you all for joining in and listening to our behind the scenes podcast on children's capers. We have only a couple more weeks left until schools go back and who knows what the future of children's capers will be like. So keep an eye on all of our social media accounts and in particular Facebook so that you can follow along with our future children's capers episodes. We will have another podcast coming out next week. So keep an eye out for that as well. Thank you very much. Bye. See ya.